0: Welcome to the Kenza pod brought to you by the Kenza collective, a platform designed to teach parents how to leverage their existing skills and network to create a successful freelance business. On this podcast, we bring you inspiring stories from other parent entrepreneurs, and we share pro tips to help you build a sustainable business so that you can create a life and a living that truly works for your family. As a freelancing parent, I am always looking for creative, simple ways to boost my efficiency and productivity. And as busy parents who oftentimes have to squeeze work into the nooks and crannies of our days, being as focused and productive as possible is one of the keys to being successful as a freelancing parent. So when I first went out on my own, I discovered someone called Paul Miners. He is a productivity blogger and a virtual consultant. He helps companies be more effective with their time and optimize their workflows so that they can get more done. Doesn't that sound nice? Paul grew his business on the side while he was working full time. And now he consults to companies all over the world, helping them with tools like Asana, which I love. Pipe Maybe that's how I discovered you, Paul. Um, Pipedrive and Zapier. Paul's website now receives more than 100,000 monthly visitors, and his audience of more than 35,000 email subscribers love hearing about how to be more productive in business and in life. If this sounds exciting to you, be sure to check out paulminers.com. He also has a podcast that he keeps nice and short and sweet, which is, you know, goals as well. Um, on a personal note, Paul is in New Zealand, right, Paul? Yeah. Yes. And he is a father of a two-year-old boy named Jay. Um, In his spare time, he loves doing CrossFit with his wife at their local gym, which is a family-friendly place. So they bring Jay along with them where he can interact with lots of other people and watch his mom and dad keeping fit. Welcome (laughs) to the show, Paul.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And of course, we have Beth here with us today.
2: Welcome, Beth. Thank you, Tiffany, and nice to see you, Paul and you thanks
0: all right well um you know let's just start by getting to know paul who are you paul and tell us a little bit about your journey into freelancing or uh, do you call yourself a freelancer consultant I suppose. Uh,
1: consultant yeah i suppose probably the label that i use yeah, yeah. and uh how i um gosh where to, where to begin i don't even know do you want the long version or the short version <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I guess my, my <laughs> passion for productivity, or I, I sort of started similar to you, I, I guess I wanted to work for myself. I'd studied commerce and business at university, and I was like, yeah, I, I want to work for myself one day. That, that sounds like a good idea and have that uh, freedom and independence and self-sufficiency. And, um, I, I, and I read books like The 4-Hour Work Week, which kind of opened my eyes to this idea of, oh, okay, you could have this really productive business that actually serves your life as well. And I was thinking, you know, what are some things that I could do? And uh, productivity for me was a topic that I landed on because it was something I felt like I was naturally pretty good at. Like I'd always been interested in, in productivity and I felt like I was a pretty productive person. And I felt like, you know, that's to me sounds like a skill that more people would want that they would, you know, especially business owners would be willing to pay for. So it kind of ticked a few boxes in terms of um, an idea that I thought would, would suit me and, and customers well. Um, and I, I tried you know I, I tried being a little bit more broad, just like a productivity coach um, and later realized actually you need to kind of niche down and really find something a bit more specific uh, to to help people with being pro- a productivity coach I mean there are productivity coaches, but I feel like it 's probably harder to stand out and harder to get discovered that way and I was thinking about what I could do, and I was trying to i 'd already started my blog and I was blogging, but I was thinking, what is something I could do to um, earn enough money to quit my job because that was my kind of short-term goal and I thought well what if I help people with Asana which is a tool that I was using at the time uh, for project management and I'd had a really positive experience at a company that I uh, I worked for where I'd actually implemented Asana within the team and um, my the owner of the company, my boss, actually paid me a bonus because of the impact that it had. It really transformed how we worked, and changed how the company operated. and And he paid me that bonus. And so years later, when I was thinking about what is something I could do, I, I, I thought back to that experience and thought, well, hey, maybe there's other people that would um, pay to get help with a tool like Asana because. Asana which is a software product like a lot of products you know they they have like a an email um team that you can communicate with but if you want one on one help it's really hard and so i thought you know i feel like i could fill that gap and and be an expert in the space and so it all kind of just grew from there really i started um you know reaching out to people online and getting uh, trying different channels to get discovered and it kind of snowballed and got, went from the first client to the second client to the third client and I thought, OK, this is taking off. This is good. And uh, I started doing the same with Pipedrive, which is a sales CRM that I was also using actually at my current job. I, this is a, a different workplace now. I was working in mortgages and I was using this CRM quite a lot. And I thought, yeah, this is definitely something I could help people with. And so over the course of a couple of months i um i went from um not really earning much at all i had a few little products and courses but really earning very little to then okay i'm i've basically replaced my salary now with this consulting income and so about the end of 2016 i got to the point where i was like yeah i think i'm ready i'm gonna make that leap and and transition to full-time uh, self-employment do-it-yourself business yeah and that's how i got started
0: yeah. I love that. And what I love most about that, Paul, is that you really took your existing skill set and translated that into your own business and that's something we really try to encourage our listeners to do is not be intimidated by thinking you need to learn something new or you need to be a specific you know people think of freelancers or consultants maybe they think oh i need to be a designer or copywriter or something more general like that but you were just pulling from your existing skill set what you were interested in what you found a lot of um, fulfillment in and just were like huh maybe i could do this on my own i love that
1: yeah absolutely it, um, it it just like I said it ticked a few boxes where it was something I was interested in uh, there's kind of I, I remember I did a course I can't remember whose course or it was like a even just a video I watched or something somebody did this video and they kind of drew this Venn diagram of three intersecting circles and they said this is the perfect idea is you need to find something you're good at that you are passionate about that people oh, were they the same thing was there a third one hang on you're good at, passionate about, and people would willing be willing to pay for. I think it was those three, and kind of the, mm-hmm. what, whatever's in the middle of that Venn diagram, that is your something that would be really suitable to you. And um, I mean, Asana and Piperive at the time didn't really have, like they have now. They have these expert programs where you can become like a certified expert on their product. They didn't even have them at the time. But um, I just thought, yeah, it takes those boxes. I'm good at it. I f- I could. I could I enjoy the work, and um, I'd had that experience where I'd been paid the bonus, and I was um, listing my expertise on a service called Clarity, which is kind of a dial-in expert service, a bit like Upwork, really, but a little bit more Mm -hmm. informal. It's sort of like, here's some skill, you can just book a 20 minute call with me if you like. And that was, I used that website to kind of validate my my hypothesis of like, would, be, would people be willing to pay for this? And I just said, I listed Asana as a skill and people would search for project management or Asana and say, oh yeah, I'll book a call with this guy, Paul. And I did a few sessions on there and that was a really nice way to validate that third kind of criteria, a piece of criteria, which is would people pay for it? And I found that, yeah, they do, which which was great.
0: So 2016, you decided to take the plunge take the leap all the phrases they say and give notice and and do this full time um and at that time you didn't have any kids right or you didn't have your your son yet right
1: no no we um uh, my wife and I had been married for, we got married in the beginning of 2015. So we'd been married about a year and a half, nearly two years at that point. And, um, mm. no, Jay, our son didn't come along until, oh, let me remember the year 20. What are we now? <laughs> 21, 20, 18. 2018. He was 2018. He came yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were just two months behind us. We had our daughter at the end of August in 2018.
1: Yeah. So, oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, So, okay. So talk to us about how that worked. So, you know, it's one thing to be running your own business, just you and your wife, Mm. that's, or just by yourself. Um, and it's another thing when a new baby comes along. So talk to us about how you, maybe if you had to change your workflow and how you ran this business after having a child now in the mix.
1: Yeah. Great question. I think leading up, um, I was definitely feeling a little bit nervous around how how was I going to manage the workload because I was and still do run like a one person business. Um, if I stop working, the money stops coming in, and and I felt like I have this existing obligation to clients as well clients who I'm currently working with, who I'm doing a project with, who have paid money for my service. I need to make sure that they are getting what they paid for and that they're satisfied. And how do I Navigate all of that around um, this due date of the baby coming along, so I definitely had a lot of, um, I guess, a bit of bit of nervousness. Not quite sure how it was all going to work. The, the thing that I did though is, everyone I talked to, I just made clear, and I I just communicated very clearly. And I, and this has been a just a motto for me is I've always just been very transparent with people, very candid about this is what I can do, this is what I can't do, um, this is my availability. And so I just communicated with everyone and said, hey, just letting you know, I'm expecting a a, a child. Um, in in october actually no it was he was late he was due in september um so i'm Mm. expecting a child in september and just letting you know there might be a a point in time where i just kind of have to disappear for a few weeks and (laughs) to my surprise it wasn't an issue (laughs) i mean actually in hindsight it's like no of course like if somebody said that to you to me now i'd be like yeah that's fine if we have to pause for a few weeks that's not a problem and i realized yeah most people are very understanding and are human and they were like, no, that's absolutely fine. And so I just made sure that I communicated that you know, the baby's coming along. And um, like I said, he was actually late, so my wife had to be induced. So we actually ended up, this, I thought it was so funny, we actually had you know, a due date to go in and uh, my wife was induced, which was quite funny, really, because I'm someone that's very scheduled and plans my time. So the fact <laughs> that we had this date to go into the hospital was quite funny, really. <laughs> and uh yeah after he came along you know I took like most dads probably I took the first kind of couple of weeks off to be home and and um help as much as I could although I find the dad there's not much the dad can do in the beginning um and uh I, you know I would dip in and do little bits of work when I could so I was staying at home and um when JR boy and my wife were asleep and resting I could jump into email and help little bits where i could um so i think the key thing for me was just being clear with clients about look this is what's happening these are this is what you can expect in terms of availability and that that worked out really well um now that jay's older um i mean i'm basically back to the routine that i was um prior to having him we just have to navigate like pickups and drop-offs from daycare and that kind of thing now which is um which is actually a really nice fun part of my day it's like dropping him off and picking him up it's a kind of nice um uh, book end to the day when I get to like put work down and be like right now I get to go pick him up and, and uh, it's a really yeah. nice way to end the day yeah
2: what productivity tips um, can you give to folks parents that own businesses and uh, obviously are raising children what are what are some of the things that might have been different now now that you have a child versus before you had a child what are you doing yeah. differently to maximize your time
1: I mean something I do talk about a lot um on my blog and podcast and in videos and things that has helped me and this doesn't apply just to parenting but um is time blocking on my calendar um just has been the most consistent thing i've done which is where if i have a list of things that i need to do you know i look in asana where i have all my work organized i go through this process of taking those tasks and working out when am i going to do them you know what day, if what day this week shall I do them, and how how long is it going to take? And it's a really useful exercise because it forces you to think about how long does this task take. Where when you have just a normally a task on your task list, you don't really give much thought to how long you need to do it, and that's why it's very easy to overcommit. And you say, right, I've got twenty things I need to do today, but if you don't really think about how long they take, you you can easily kind of work yourself into a bit of a situation. So time blocking is really useful because it forces you to actually allocate time on your calendar to these things that you need to do. And so when you block out time for maybe the first five things, you then realize, okay, if I want to do these other things, I now have to make trade-offs and push things to the next day and, and really just create a solid plan around how I'm going to spend my time. So that's just how I've worked naturally for years like um, prior to having uh, prize having jay um but it's particularly useful now um you know my wife and i we have a shared calendar so we can both put things in if uh, if i need to pick up jay from daycare or if we've got um we're seeing the grandparents that kind of thing we can both put things on the calendar and we both get to see it and that's just a really useful way for us to know what we've got coming up who's responsible for what and um if that's just the simplest and easiest thing that we do to to plan to plan what we have going on um other tips, though, I mean, uh, I'm sure people have heard something similar to this before, but really kind of having a, um, especially when you work for yourself, having a hard stop on your day, especially now during COVID, where a lot of people are working from home, you don't have that commute to transition from work to home. Um, you know, you just might stop at five o'clock and that's it, but... Um, if you 're not careful it 's easy to let work as especially being self employed it 's easy to let that work creep into your personal life and uh, just just last night actually i was um, uh, i 'd got back from the gym and I was sitting on the couch just checking a couple of quick emails. And then I had to stop myself and be like, no, no, I like because Jay was just watching some television before bed, and um, I was like, no, I have to stop myself because this is a moment where, even though I'm not interested in his television show, I get to <laughs> sit with him and be with him and be present with him, and uh, I, so I struggle with that sometimes. It's just uh, knowing when to put things down and be present with him at the, in the, at, the at the moment, even though his. TV show is not the most exciting thing for me. Just being there with him is important. Uh, so I think that's, that's important. Yeah, having, having like a, a hard stop on your day where you can say, I'm stopping work. I'm gonna put my phone down, put my computer down and I'm gonna be present here for my, for my family.
0: Yeah, that is um, that last one is a, something I struggle with as well. Um, and the way that I sort of kind of bring myself back to reality and to remember what's important is I just go back to my why. You know, mm. for me, I actually went off on my own after I had my daughter and just had to experience the inflexibility of working for, um, you know, as as a standard sort of employee of a company, Um, and I'm similar to you, whereas I try to be incredibly efficient with my time and very productive with my time. And I I will often say something like, you know, my hour is very different than someone else's hour. And I found that I was just really feeling like I wasn't in control of my time um, when I was working for someone else. And so, but then on the flip side, when you go off on your own, exactly what you were saying, you can find yourself, going too far on the other side and sitting there checking emails or I don't know if you've heard of clubhouse, but I'll be like listening into a clubhouse conversation while my daughter is singing like wheels on the bus. (laughs) And I just go, you know what, like, (laughs) I need to, just for example, hypothetically, um, you know, I need to be here with her. This is why I did this. I did this to be with her. So stop, you know. Um, and so it's just, you know, just being nice to yourself and coming back and remembering, and I, I really need to set an end time. So that is, that's a great piece of advice. Um, Paul, tell us about the time blocking. So how did you figure out, like it's one thing to time block and say like, okay, this task, I'm gonna block out an hour for this particular task. But how did you figure out that you need an hour for that task? And how long did it kind of take you to get to that point where you know so well about yourself, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's partly the result of just doing it for a while. You get better at learning how long things things take. Um, So for me, like I know that if I sit down to write a blog post or a video, I know that that's gonna take whatever, like maybe it's a blog post might take an hour or 90 minutes or something like that. Um, Whereas uh, smaller things that I I do like on a weekly basis, I'm like, right, that generally takes me about five to 15 minutes if it, you know, assuming it goes well. So just the more you do it, the better you get at estimating timeframes. I think that's a nice side um, kind of benefit of doing this time blocking a lot. The other thing as well is I generally, if I'm not sure, I will err on the side of scheduling more time than I think I need so that I'm not, leaving myself short, I actually then say, right, okay, I'm, I don't know how long this is going to take, maybe an hour and a half, may, you know, hour to an hour, hour and a half, but let me just give myself a full two hours so that I know I've got enough time. That way, if I finish early, which if you overestimate, you often do, now you've sort of been given back the gift of time. It's like, great, I, I finished that. I can move on to the next thing and I'm ahead of schedule. And it's this awesome feeling of be, just being like on top of everything when really I haven't done anything different. All I did is I set my expectations slightly differently. I just allocated two hours um, rather than just kind of working ad hoc throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that's, yeah, if, if you're not sure, lean on the side of giving yourself more time than, than you think you need
0: talk to us about how your um this business and the ability to work for yourself has has really played into being a new father you know has that can you do you think you'll ever go back to regular work or do you think this has been a really good choice for you and your family and how has that sort of worked for you guys
1: yeah it has been a really good choice i mean um with the, with the jobs that I'd had in the past, there was always a bit of dissatisfaction of like not having that, um, control or the freedom and just the, the ability to decide how I want to spend my time. So honestly, no, I I don't see myself going back to a, a regular job unless I had to, I suppose. Um, in terms of how it's helped me, I think, you know, or how it's impacted me, I think by having, by having uh, someone besides you know, my wife and I to, to look after, having this sort of new hum, human being that you've helped create and uh, that, that you're now responsible for, it kind of gives you much more perspective. It gives you that why, like you were saying. So now I go, I sort of think about, yeah, why am I doing this? I mean, yeah, I enjoy my work, but it's actually to support my family and provide a good lifestyle for them. And I think the, the benefit of having kids for uh, somebody who is self-employed is, it forces you to um, develop skills that you otherwise wouldn't need, like like putting a hard stop on your day and really being um, disciplined with your time. And Actually, I love that word, discipline, because I think um, – I don't want to make a big assumption here, but if you didn't have a child, maybe it would be a little bit easier to, to let that work creep into the evening because you can let it. You can work whenever you want. You don't have to um, – use that time to look after your child so i think that's just a nice benefit that i've experienced is that it has where before i could be like oh i'll just do a little bit in the evening it doesn't matter now i'm like no no i really shouldn't because i need to be here and look after jay and and support my wife as well so i think yeah. just it gives you that added discipline um that you uh, just an extra motivator to to um, put work down and kind of develop these new skills that maybe you otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have uh, developed,
0: yeah. Yeah, they really are um, good sources of motivation, that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can,
2: can we switch gears for a minute? I was just reading on Paul's website about starting a blog. Um, could you speak to we're, we're, our audiences, mostly folks with their own businesses, could you, could you um, tell them, and they can of course go to your website and read about it, but can you tell folks why it's useful, to, first of all to have a blog, and then how, basically easy it is to set up I Hmm. I was I I was taking notes learning all kinds of new things so I think this would be valuable for folks to hear about yeah I mean this I think
1: there's so many benefits in having a blog I mean even if you even if you don't intend to work for yourself even as a you know a full-time salaried employee if you have a job somewhere I think starting a blog is a really nice way of um, developing a few different skills Um, it it requires you to wear many different hats you have to be kind of a, a content creator where you have to think about uh, you have to produce a blog post or a podcast, whatever type of content you want to create, and try and share your ideas uh, in in some format. And what that has taught me is how to communicate and how to share ideas in in a clearer, more concise way. That's what I really try and do with my content. Is I, I I'm not I try not to be super fluffy or waffly with how I communicate, and I think that's something that I've learned is how can I distill this idea down into its simplest form and share it in a really clear way and whether you work for yourself or not i think that's a really useful skill to have if you can just communicate ideas more clearly um again if even if you don't work for yourself it's just a nice way of building a bit of an online profile a bit of a bit of an online personality that you can control where with social media you know if you're posting on linkedin or facebook um you know you don't own the platform where when I write on my blog and I have people subscribe to my newsletter, I own this space. It's my website. It's my newsletter. You're following me, and uh, it, it, it's then a really nice way to kind of build a little bit of an audience, um, which you can then, if you want to work for yourself, you know, um, find products and services that you can sell to later. So uh, yeah, I think you know, for anyone interested in starting a blog, like my one regret, when people you know, if I ever get asked like you know, what's something you would do differently, like one of the things I Potentially, would have done is I'd love to have started my blog sooner. Um, I didn't start it until I was working at my first job, but I would have loved to started it at university because I was learning lots about productivity while I was studying. So I would have. I just wish I'd started this this sooner. Uh, it was kind of my my one regret. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What did you study in university? Were you were you majoring in this type of stuff, or, or what? What was it? Uh, I
1: studied. Um, Are you a uh,
0: doctor of productivity? No,
1: no.
2: <laughs> Is there no. a degree for this? <laughs> no, I
1: just did uh, commerce, so business, and uh, I majored in marketing and uh, entrepreneurship. Actually, funnily, funnily enough, oh. um, so I was. I knew I'd, I was interested in business and wanted to work for myself, and um, that that degree felt like the right thing to do and uh i was never expecting to work for myself straight out of university i thought you know i'm probably going to need a few jobs to just learn a little bit and find out more about what i want to do um but yeah studied studied business and that's really where um my passion for productivity started because i was Um, getting all these deadlines right this is when your assignments are due this is when the exams are and that's when the time blocking started i would put things on my calendar and think right you know if i've got this assignment that's due in two weeks i'm going to block out time to write every section of the assignment so that i give myself enough time to get it done and that's really where the time blocking started so it was a really um I, i look back it was a really kind of important time for me when i was developing this passion and skill around productivity and um kind of building just laying the foundations for starting my business later yeah
2: have and you thought so about cool. a, a class for university students? Because I bet a lot of them could use some help with this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know about you, Tiffany, but I think about my years as a university student, and I probably could have used some time blocking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's funny. I think it's one of those things we, uh, I think maybe people expect you to learn it on your own, or that's the test at university. You have yeah. to have kind of develop that discipline on your own and work out how you're going to manage your time. I suppose that that is one of the, the real benefits. Um, of of going to higher education is teaching you that discipline and how to put good systems in place. Yeah, I think they, there's definitely things like that they sh- they should be teaching you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Paul, you you have a you do a lot. So I know you have a YouTube channel that's very active, and I, I have watched a lot of I think your Asana videos yeah. um, because I too train teams on how to utilize Asana. Mm. Um, it's very fulfilling work, actually, when I start to see it going, and I've actually been using Asana gosh, for many, many, many years, throughout many jobs, and um, it's really cool to see how it's evolved. Anyway, I digress. So you have a YouTube channel, you have a blog, you have a website, you have a newsletter, you have a podcast, and you serve clients. Can you tell us about how you deal with all of that? Like how do you, you know, how do you have time to do all those things?
1: Um, well, the first thing is I didn't start all of that at once. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the result of
0: oh, okay. it's the result of years 90%. of work. So if you
1: if you look at that and think, oh, I need to start a blog and a podcast and a YouTube channel and do all these things, um, you, you definitely should not do them all at once. Um, <laughs> yeah like the, you know the blog came along first and then the podcast evolved out of that because i thought well i'm putting all this effort into producing a blog post it really doesn't take much extra work to write uh, to record a blog post uh excuse me record a podcast um mm-hmm. as you said earlier like a lot of my episodes are quite short and um so i've i've already put the effort into coming up with an idea writing that down in as clear a way as i can like i said now all i need to do is turn on a microphone. And turn that into audio so for me it just felt like it's not a lot of extra work but then I can have a whole nother channel through which people can enjoy the content if they don't want to read something they can listen instead YouTube then came you know years later when I was like okay I was starting the consulting and I was like how can I get leads and I thought well I'll you know put some videos on YouTube which as many people have heard is the second biggest search engine in the world so that people can um find out more about how to use this tool and i can build some trust build some credibility and then people can reach out to me if they want more help so these things Mm -hmm. all happened uh, in in a sequence they didn't all happen at once um i think i'm i'm digressing from your question sorry what was the question again (laughs) tiffany Uh, (laughs) the
0: the question was basically you know uh, that's great to hear that evolution and then Mm. also you know how do you split your time between creating content, which is basically, it sounds like a lead generator for you, as well as then also serving clients. Do you have like a virtual assistant or how how do you keep all those...
1: Please, yeah, it, I mean, it comes back to, again, a lot of the, the time blocking and I've allocated set days and times for producing content. So for me, Monday, being in New Zealand, I have the benefit of time travel. And so <laughs> <laughs> Monday for me is Sunday in the States where it is for, the, uh, for where most of my customers are in the U.S. Dang, so Monday is oh. often a quieter day for me. So I can uh, I usually allocate the morning to producing the blog post and the podcast that I'm going to publish the following week. Um so that all that all happens on a Monday, every Monday I've allocated that time and I've 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 got that as a recurring event on my calendar. Every Monday I'm going to spend couple of hours producing that content and that repeats every week Um, with video I actually do that in like a batch so once a month I'll allocate an afternoon to record four videos I do all the recording I've done most of the editing myself up till now now more recently I do have a friend that's now helping me do some of the editing which is which is a real help and I have a virtual assistant who um, once I upload it to YouTube she will uh, get the descriptions and the The thumbnails and things ready so having someone like that to help really speeds things along but i I record in batches um because Mm -hmm. you know i've set up the microphone i'm in the zone and um it kind of i I feel like it's just more efficient to just have four videos lined up and i can just record boom 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 and get it all done in one afternoon Uh, and that's Mm -hmm. worked really well for me so i've just trying to be i've been pretty consistent with that for the last uh, few years but so really it's just about Finding the time and, and blocking out that time again in your calendar of when am I going to do this? Um, so like I said every week for the blog and then once a month for the video and, and um just making making time to fit it all in. Yeah,
0: no, I love that. And I think one of the key takeaways from what I'm everything that you're saying and and that I try to share with our audience and frankly I try and remind myself of too is that you need to let things evolve and you don't you don't need to get it all right from the beginning no. you don't need to do all the things from the beginning um, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, just choose a couple of things, services you want to offer and maybe one or two ways you're going to market yourself and just get started yeah, and see where it takes you and tweak and learn and grow and evolve over time. Because this world of people who are independent contractors, consultants, freelancers or whatever, there's a lot of us out there. And what's really cool that I found and probably you have too, Paul, is that everyone is really passionate about this lifestyle who has Mm -hmm. it, um, because they feel that freedom and they get to spend time with their kids and they get to take time off if they need it. And it's not a big deal. And, um, so there's a lot of people out there willing to help you. There's a lot of great systems out there. And, you know, the point is to just get started and, and follow your curiosity and follow what you're interested in and where you're at two years later is may look totally different than where you ever thought you would be. And that's really cool. You know, hey are you new to this whole running your own business thing and not really sure how to get started we've got you covered check out our signature course you can do this in it we answer all of your burning questions like what services should i offer how do i find clients how do i price myself how do i set up and manage a simple financial system how do taxes work what do i need to be doing to ensure that i'm creating an intentional and healthy business This is a great course for someone who is in their first year of business, or is just curious about what it might take to launch their own freelance business. We offer it at a crazy low price of just $29, despite the amount of incredibly helpful content, because we are so, so, so passionate about empowering you to create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Head over to kensacollective.com slash you can do this to get started today. All right, let's get back to the episode.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I think people have to be prepared to put in a lot of work at the beginning to try lots of things and for and you need to be prepared for it to not work. Um you know, I spent I spent spent years um you know, I, I saw people like Pat Flynn online doing smart passive income and all these people doing online courses and digital products and things, which sounds great. You make something once, you sell it many times, you earn a million dollars and you live happily ever after. Um, <laughs> and I tried I tried making digital products, but it takes a long time to get the audience that you need to kind of um, build any traction that way. And, and at the time, my I was still working full time. My goal was to just earn enough to quit my job and um I do make and sell digital products now, but at the time it wasn't enough to sustain or to support the li- our lifestyle and for me to support myself and my wife. So that's when the consulting started. It's like, what's something quicker, quicker I can do to earn money now and... Um, and reach that first goal of just being able to work for myself, but um, I spent years trying to build the blog try different products many of them failed until I even started the consulting so you really do have to um, persevere like you said try lots of new things be prepared for a lot of it to fail and that's why not everyone is a contractor. This is why not everyone's a consultant the people that make it are the people that really stick with it and I think. Yeah. Um, especially in this day and age like we live in this world of instant gratification now where we've got social media and Netflix you know we can watch anything we want on demand and you can get food delivered to your house and you press a button on your phone and a car can take you wherever you want um, so we're we, we've <laughs> grown accustomed to having everything instantly and when like you're starting a business and you don't get to that point you want to get to instantly it feels like you fail it feels like it's not working but this is all part of the journey you have to take these steps it's like a rite of passage you have to try things you have to fail many times before you find that thing that sticks so yeah i completely agree
0: yeah yeah and just going back to what we were talking about earlier you know getting really clear on your why and not from like from a deep deep <clears throat> level like what are you aiming for that helps to keep me going because you know we're Beth and I started the Kenza Collective, but we both also have clients, and I have so much ambition of where I want Kenza to go and what I think we could do, and all these people are like you should be on LinkedIn, you should be on YouTube. My dad just lost money, it's like you should build up your YouTube channel. You can make so much money doing that. And I'm like, Dad, I only have so many hours. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have a child. Um, and so you know, <laughs> I think it's just important to remember to just be easy on yourself, take it slow and to come back to that's what always that's what I was going to say. It kind of I always bring myself back around and go, you know what, you're doing this so that you can build a sustainable business in the long term for yeah. you and your family. So yeah. stick with it. You know, you're smart. You know, you have a lot to offer. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, so I'm just kind of talking to myself at this point. Yeah,
2: but also, Tiff, I think you're also talking to our audience, because I think we have a lot of people that that listen to this that are at that same stage where they're like, I can't stand this anymore. I need to work for myself. But, you know, it, it isn't, as Paul says, it isn't instant gratification. I started my business 20 years ago, so I went through all the the different growth things um a while back but you know and now tiffany and i are doing this new thing together and then it's the it's the same thing all over again it's like oh wow you yeah. know, we have to we have to build a foundation <laughs> you know and it's it's kind of fun to go to go through it again um but yeah it's it's uh it's a leap of faith. That's what I used to tell people about starting your own business. It's a leap of faith. Um, and then you have to commit. So it's like, you have to jump off the bridge into the deep water and then you have to swim, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and you can't be like, Oh, this is too hard or I'm not getting what I want right away. I mean, you do have to keep focusing and figuring out what else you could be doing and when I started my business, I was doing um, work. I had friends in different businesses that I'd do some work for. A friend of mine was a caterer and i'd help her on i'd help her do weddings and stuff. I was like, "I need some extra money mm-hmm. i'm going to just do what I need to do you know mm-hmm. um, but as long as you can stay focused on the goal um, you can really you can get there eventually but it's as you say it's not instant no it's not yeah.
1: immediate. and I think yeah. you know something that i i Warn people about is when you're getting started not wasting your time on things that feel productive that feel like you're um, working on the right things to actually have no impact like if you let's say, you know if you're getting into coaching or consulting you know any kind of like client work or design web web um, development that kind of thing the most important thing to begin with is that you go and find people that need your service and you get them to pay you money <laughs> because that's the really <laughs> That's that's the test of, like, whether you can make it is can you convince someone to pay their part with their hard-earned money and pay for your, for the value that you can provide? Um, yeah. And the more you do that, the more you learn, the more experiences with clients you have, the better you can kind of make your service and, and do a better job on the next one. But in the beginning, I think a lot of people, that's a very scary thing to do, like ask for money. Yeah. You know, sales is a scary mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and especially there's, there's that, um, oh, I always forget the word, the... Um, um, when you when you Sounds doubt your like... expect you, when you doubt your ability you doubt your expertise I've forgotten the fret the word for it um, like
0: imposter syndrome impostor syndrome. syndrome thank
1: you yeah yeah there's that imposter syndrome at <laughs> the beginning of like am I good enough will people pay me am I, I can't ask for that price that's too much um, and so there's a lot of nervousness around asking for money and, and getting those first few clients but really that's the most important thing and so people put all these obstacles and distractions in their way to trick themselves into feeling like they're being productive, so they, um, you know, tweak and play with their website. Like, oh, I need to play with my website. I need to get the wording right. I need to change the color of that button, or I need to get business cards done. I you, I didn't have a business card for years. The only reason I even got a business card is because I was going for a conference and I thought, uh, like a physical conference. I was doing everything virtually, and it was my first time going to a conference, and I thought it's going to be embarrassing if I don't have a business card, so I get a, better get one made. But um, you know, people play with their websites they print business cards and t-shirts and they um go on linkedin and post things there because it's it's stuff that feels like oh i'm working on my business but really you're um you're procrastinating from the most important thing which is asking and for those first few customers which is the most important thing
0: yes i love that well paul um let's just wrap up with one Do you have one action item that our listeners could take right now to help them be more productive in their days? What would you want to leave people with? Uh,
1: I guess I wasn't prepared for that. Let's go back to the time blocking. And I would say (laughs) think about one thing you want to do in the next week and put it on your calendar. Work out, and it could even be a personal thing. Like I do this for... um, like our personal life as well stuff around the house like this weekend i need to do some painting uh, on a wall and you can bet i've got that on my calendar <laughs> like i plan my weekends just as much as i plan my uh, my week and uh, i feel
0: so- like i want to interview your wife and be like tell us what it's like <laughs> such a productive planner of a husband because you are like a unicorn i swear
1: <laughs> well she's she she uh, she's not as as extreme as i am but actually she is great with the calendar now like with putting on our, you know, if we're visiting friends or we've got this social appointment or stuff for Jay, like she's great at using the calendar. Um, But that would be it. Yeah, I think think of one thing you want to do in the next seven days and put it on your calendar. Just decide when are you going to do it? How long is it going to take? And you'll see the impact of that, which is you've now made a commitment to yourself that on Wednesday, I'm going to work on this. It's going to, I'm going to dedicate two hours to it, uninterrupted time, where I'm gonna focus on that thing. I'm not gonna let myself be distracted by anything else. If you do that one thing, I think you'll then, uh, that will evolve and you'll schedule more on your calendar and very quickly you could start um, time blocking more and more. So that would be my, my one action item is think of one thing to do this week and put it on your calendar.
0: Paul, thank you so much for your time today. And um, if anyone, I just highly, highly encourage you to check out Paul's website. He has years of amazing content, um, especially in his blog and his podcast, like I said in the beginning, is nice and short and sweet with um, very actionable and helpful tips about how to be productive. Um, His website's paulminers.com and make sure to find his podcast, it's the Paul Miners Podcast. Um, Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners or you want them to check out that you think would be helpful for them, Paul, specifically?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, if you go to my site, you'll see all the different resources. And I've got some freebies and things you can download, like productivity cheat sheets you can get and uh, consulting blueprints if you want to learn how I built my consulting business. So, yeah, definitely head on over to the website and and pick and choose what you want to learn about. And um, feel free to reach out to me as well. I'm pretty active on Twitter subscribe to my emails and you can always reply to me i love uh, connecting with people there as well yeah
0: please be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links of everything that we talked about in this show and get in touch with us follow us on instagram and twitter and linkedin at kenza collective we'd love to talk with you have a great day